It's time for Done Being Single with your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Scharf. If you're dating the same type over and over again, making the same mistakes and not finding love, then you're not done being single. What you need is some tough love dating intervention, Trevor and Robbie style. Whether you're new to dating or have been dating forever, we've got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. All right. Hi, everybody. Hi. Welcome to Done Being Single. We are your non-single hosts, formerly single, no longer. I'm very happy for it. And happy about it. But you know what? We kind of keep one foot in the singles world, don't you think? One of our appendages is definitely in the singles world. I mean, it's right. And it's not the third, not your third leg. <laughs> uh, but we do. We have to keep a toe in it. Got to keep our finger on it because we're in it. This is the dating. Uh, we're in the dating business. It is a business. It is. And not much business for us, but it, it's, it's for a somebody. business. And we hear things. We know things. We see things. People talk to us. They tell us their deep, dark feelings. I said I'm sorry, so shut up. Their innermost secrets. <laughs> yes. And if you hear some raindrops, they it's are because they are falling. They're not on falling on your head. Sill. They're falling on our something that's out something there. yeah so we are privy we're privy to a lot of deep dark secrets deep deep dark stuff honesty and you know things that people probably they tell us things that they probably wouldn't even tell their own friends the men tell us what they want the women tell us what they want but what uh, about the things they don't tell you that they want or that they are aware of what about the things you don't hear i know it you i know intuit it Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, a wise dame, eh? I am a wise dame. And you are. Yeah. You know what? I want to go through some of these, uh, a list of things that that guys have told me. I'm going to ask you to confirm or not if these are true or not. Okay? But this is based on real stuff. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. Men, be honest. I want you to be honest, okay? Certainly. Your feelings and emotional needs are deeper than we women think? Yes. Most of you guys are not attracted to masculine women or women who like to compete with you? I would say that those are two different things that are non-exclusive. So I am personally not attracted to masculine women, but I have no problem with women that are competitive. Do you really, do you like women with a lot of musculature? A lot Be of careful now because you're married to a trainer. Right. But I like I'm not I'm not really that you know I'm not buff. I mean I am. Uh, but I can do. You, do you guys actually like what, Do you like women with you know that are built? Do you like that? You know, short of a hairy chest, uh, <laughs> no, uh, built. No, I don't really. I'm not attracted to that personally. I like I like soft features. And uh, yes, you are in great shape and you have muscles. It's not like I, I, I always wonder about that. Okay. That women that are, you know, super buff, if that's attractive. Uh, um, you are actually okay with strong, independent women and want us to have our own ide- identity about the world outside of gossip. Yes. And you hate, men hate gossip. No, I don't think men hate gossip, but I think that there's come, I think that 
for some reason we are uh, always confronted when our women are gossiping and it seems like there's only so much I can listen to and that's why I have a, an aversion to you know housewife programs because it seems like it's gossip and mean-spirited and, and I, I it makes me feel sad when you're watching this and so okay. into it it's so I don't I don't enjoy that's that. my guilty pleasure I know that's it's my little secret I just I guess now it's not so much a secret no. I do like housewives all <laughs> yeah, of them I, Atlanta <laughs> New York is that gossip Orange I mean, County uh, no is that constitute okay. I mean, gossip between no, no 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 women who you don't you don't suffer it I know you don't and I don't think men do and I don't think men gossip men do not gossip is that true or false that's false they do gossip. Of course. Do they gossip about women? Do you guys sit around and talk about us? No, n- not married men. I think single <laughs> guys probably do. So, but married men, what no, are, we can talk about our wives? No. Is there real is there such a thing as locker room talk? Of course. Okay, well, there is for women. I'll tell you right now. That's enough. So no <laughs> pussy grabbing, no bragging about pussy grabbing. You are a rude, terrible person. Well, I know. I have been. Okay. All right. So, it, yeah, there, there is locker room talk, but I, it's probably not what you think. I'm going to tell you, I know it's not my turn yet because you're going to ask me some questions. But here's what I, I, before I forget, and I will because I'm menopausal. Women talk and gossip about everything, including your penis size to your uh, anything, everything. Get the fuck right now i am telling you that we do yes we do yes okay even wives about their husbands some do yes i don't think anything is off limits with women when women get together we talk yeah we know everything okay so my friends know all about your giant cock (laughs) 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 and how i I ride it Woo! (laughs) okay behave i can we continue? I'm not, we only have I'm not bothered minutes. by that. I got to roll through these, babe. Okay. You guys will avoid a woman if you sense she's too confrontational, difficult, or detrimental because you know she'll be a headache throughout the relationship. Is that true or false? I think it's true. Okay, then what do you... It, I, do you avoid them? Or... We're talking about when you're single, right? And you get a sense that this woman is this yes. way? Yeah. If, yeah. Does that make you go running it's for red, the hills? It's a little bit of a red flag. But you guys love crazy chicks. Not say it. Don't no, not all of yes, us. Yes, you do. No, definitely not. Uh, I'll tell you what. Two dates be fun. Okay. And then you got to get the hell out of there. It's kind of like an actress. We used to have a saying that you know, if you're dating an actress, enjoy those two weeks, because eventually, <clears throat> cuckoo. Okay, but they, that's just you though. That I, is I just think me. I think men do like a. Well, you know why? I, I because know. it's like a big flashing neon sign. I'm I'm hot in the sack, everybody. I'm crazy. I'm gonna rock your world in the sack. Yeah, and that might happen again. Have a fun two weeks, and okay. then get the hell out of there. Okay. And you know what happens okay. at that point? You gotta kind of. Do you like you like a woman who plays hard to get? You don't mind it, right? I think uh, there's a certain attraction to that. Just not hard to communicate with. Let's differentiate. Mm-hmm. Hard to get. Hard. Big difference between that and hard to communicate with. That's very different. You don't like that. Men don't no, like that. No, we, we want someone that's easy to communicate with. 
Women have no idea how hard it is to strike up a conversation or make the first move. Men are just as sensitive to rejection as women are. I agree. I right? Probably. It's not women don't understand. It's hard. It's hard for a guy to step up, walk up to a girl in a bar or wherever and make some conversation. It's hard. No, it's not. It actually isn't. It's expected. And I think that the male species is conditioned to do that. And they are also conditioned for rejection. We are expecting rejection. Rejection is a big part of the pursuit. And that's why we deal with percentages. If we hit on 10, maybe we will get one girl that says yes. So I think 10% is what we are looking for. Okay. And I think that that's, that's what great. happens and guys are going to, you know, move on to the next one once they get rejected. Uh, I think rejection is universal. Uh-huh. And it hurts just as much for guys as it does for girls. Absolutely. No, that's right. I, I, I will say okay. it hurts for guys. Yeah. I can't say what it says. Um, you guys... Uh-huh. Come on, be honest. You like to fix shit. And we women love you to fix shit. You um, love it. You like I, to feel useful like and needed. Yes. Men love to be feel useful and needed. Okay. Okay. Here's, I got to ask you about this. Hmm. You hate the fact that you claim to be a feminist. Not you, but women. But when it's time to pay the bill, all of a sudden it becomes a man's duty. Do you hate that? As a man? Yes that the woman may be very feminine and then all of a sudden or is trying to show that she's a feminist and then when it comes time to pay the bill uh, she becomes feminine and expects the guy to pay I don't have a problem with that necessarily you're old school too though you know I, I think that you're rare you are a unicorn I, just, I don't want to yeah I, I, I think that uh, whoever makes the date you know if it's a a first date I, I, first dates if it's a co-date like the you both agree to meet uh, there's nothing wrong with both people helping pay the bill okay so I know a lot of men have privately said to me you know I have to pay for everything I've go, we've gone out like four times and I've had to pay for every meal Do you, is I don't know is that bad I don't think that's bad I think that that is setting and, up. and she hasn't offered once I, I do think that's a little bad. I don't think that's bad. I think that it sets a dynamic that if the guy is bitching about it already after four dates, then he's going to be uncomfortable. And he's probably not happy with the woman for other reasons. But that is one telltale sign that the guy is, you know, he's looking for an out. Already. Okay. Here's something else a man will never tell you. You guys get tired of having to be strong all the time. I don't view that as a problem. I don't. I don't have that problem. Okay. I mean, I'm not. I don't come across as being strong. I just don't have that as an issue that I feel okay. like I'm tired of it. Most men would say, not so privately either. I think they're very open about this. That the that the way to their heart is through their stomach. Hmm. Via the throat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I, I don't know how you know. Okay. No, a good home cooked meal. It's, is a tr- is a turn on. It is. Men dig it, that. And women that cook are a turn on. Uh, yes. And I've had to I think that's important too. Just as an aside, ladies, I've had to up that part of my game. Nothing wrong the with cooking, that. The cooking the I really had to uh work on the uh 
domestic goddess thing. But I'll tell you. Ah, raspberries. It's for real. The struggle is real in the kitchen, and but nah, it, it's true. But it pays you, off. It does. Honey, you are a great Thank cook, you. and Thank maybe you, you never learned how to cook when you were younger, but you follow recipes like no one I've ever met. You are to the. I am. Team. I'm a. I'm an incredible tactical, strategic recipe follower. Yes, you are. I, I, I do, but I'm also I'm a natural. You are. I'd like to think I. I mean, you're come a great on. cook. Whatever you make, is I had, had no role models. None. Hello, uh, Toast. Hello, Stofers. <laughs> hello, Swansons. <laughs> okay, here's something a man will never tell you. Do we have to go to break? We do in a minute. Darn. Yes. Are you well, going to get to me now? I don't know. Maybe not. Shit. Uh, you secretly want your girlfriend wife to have the best qualities of your mother. Be honest. You know you do. That's not good. Yeah, no. Come on. I... I don't know if that's so true. I just think that, uh, you know, those of us that grew up with healthy relationships with our mothers would like to see us have healthy relationships with our partners or wives that emulate the best parts of our relationships with our mothers. That was that a bit well said. So I don't... Okay. It's not that I want you to be anything okay, like Okay, here's what I, I find that men who do have good relationships with their mothers, I know this is really cliche, but tend to be good boyfriends and husbands and respect their women. The ones, and I've dated some that just could not stand their mothers. And by the way, it showed. Mm-hmm. It really showed. Um, so thanks to Fran. Yes. I don't, yes. unfortunately, Fran's not with us, and I didn't get to meet her, but I thank her every day. I do, too. Okay, now, thank here's you, one that men will never tell you, but I'm, I'm, I know this to be true. You kind of lose respect for a woman who sleeps with you on the first date. You kind of. You absolutely can. It's an easy place to go if that happens. You Whereas, know. if she holds back and, you know, withholds for a date or six... Uh, you you gain respect and you also gain other things you gain an appreciation for who this person is emotionally internally not the physicality not just sexual and maybe it's because I'm so old that sex takes somewhat of a backseat to being more cerebral and wanting to find out more about who this woman is so, but that's. Yeah, I was going to ask. I was going to say something else that men about fucking on the something, fucking something about something? fucking. I uh-huh. can't remember now, but maybe it'll come to me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, with that said, it's time to go to our first break. Great. But, I'll see uh, you on the other side. We will, because who's our guest today? Marnie Batista. All right. So this should be fun. She's got all the answers. She knows it all. Marnie knows all. We are going to our first break, and we will be back with Marnie Batista. You're listening to Done Being Single with dating interventionists Trevor and Robbie Sharp. If you've got a question, a dilemma, or dating nightmare you want to share, you can reach us by email, Robbie at donebeingsingle.com. And now, back to Done Being Single with dating badasses Trevor and Robbie Sharp. We are back, 
Okay, we are back with dating coach extraordinaire, Marnie Batista, who is the queen of making her clients irresistible to men in today's dating environment. In a world complicated by the buffet, try it and leave it approach to dating and relationships, further complicated by technology and increasingly confusing gender roles, Dating with Dignity teaches successful women a cutting edge process based on neuroscience and authenticity to attract not just any man, but the one who will be your partner, equal, and person with whom you can create a pathway to a life of meaning, intimacy, and personal fulfillment. Breath, here we go. Marnie is a certified professional dating and relationship coach and expert and nationally recognized print and online magazine writer. Marnie's weekly dating and relationship podcast, The Dating Den, which I have seen, has more than 25,000 downloads each episode, and she was named one of the 10 best women's dating experts by datingadvice.com. Welcome to Dunbean Single. Hi, Marnie. Hey there, how you doing? We're great, how are you? Good, just hanging out, waiting for the rain to come, maybe. Uh, where, are you, where are you located? <laughs> I'm in L.A. Oh, so oh, are we. Okay, so are we. Okay. <laughs> yeah, love it. Yeah, we had a little rain earlier, so. So, Marnie, uh, you've, yeah. been, you've been listening in to the deep, dark secrets, at least of what <laughs> men, men want. We didn't get around to the women, but um, I want to hear your thoughts. We want to hear your thoughts. I know you hear it all. You see it all, too. And um, maybe you'd like to add some other things that you've heard over the years in your practice? Yeah, I mean, one of the things I think that, you know, gets really left out of the conversation is the fact that everyone's a freaking human. You know, it's like, it's as if we're just talking about people like, you know, they're, um, I don't know, like dust, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, swipe left, swipe right, in, out. You know, she's weird. He's a jerk. He's a loser. What an idiot. I mean, as it's like it's the um, the depersonification, right, of, of like humans. And I think that that pisses off men and it pisses off women. Like everyone does it, but they don't like it when they're on the other end of it, the receiving end of it. And generalizing is bad, too, because I think these questions that you were asking me earlier are, come from just generalizations of no. what... Oh no! No, they come from a real life, real live people. Yeah, but those are based on generalizations that they think men are going to agree with, and that's why I had some counter answers to some of these. Yeah, I, I totally, I kind of agree with you, Robbie. Like, I, I think that those are generalizations. The thing is, this you can Google any of those things, right? And you can get an answer, and they're going to be. It's like reading at the fourth grade level, right? They're just going to be for your average Joe, like the average human, the average guy. And you're a unicorn. My husband's a unicorn. The thing is, it's like a changing landscape. And men and people and women were like changing and growing. And so I just think it's kind of unfair to just generalize about what men think or what women think. Right. Because there is no there are no rules, in my opinion. Right. And because of that, I think, though, that there is value in these generalizations because we're trying to break some of these norms and what people are thinking is going through men's heads and so totally uh, it's it's completely fine i want to hear what these generalizations are and i don't want to shatter them where we can exactly. well that's what you're here for that's what i'm here for that's why you're on this show okay. um but i would say and marnie can attest to this that both men and women are for the most part in the dark about what each other wants and they everyone is pretty 
desperate to get a leg up on or some kind of advantage or some kind of insight uh, into what the other sex wants. Um, it seems like everybody just does not doesn't know what it's going to take to meet a great guy doesn't understand why what they're doing isn't doing the job oh. why is okay go ahead marnie no i was no, just gonna I say i think you, I all those things are true and i think what's crazy is that and this is like really funny to me nobody asks you know like god you'd be like so, like valentine's day right like you know i cannot tell you how many like women just messaged me this morning like her her boyfriend took her out to a really lovely dinner they went to like a jazz thing they live in manhattan and she's like pissed because he didn't get her a freaking card mm-hmm. right and i'm like right. did you tell him like a card is something that you really want on valentine's day and he was like i thought this would be really nice right like so the whole piece of like i don't know what you want and the other thing that's making it challenging is nobody's asking no one's talking about it did he to get, each other did she, did he get her anything else besides taking her out he brought her flowers like a few days before that, and I think he did something else. Okay. I mean, I think nice. if a guy's like, hey, I'm going to take you to this show, and I'm going to take you out to dinner, and that's how we're going to celebrate Valentine's Day, and you don't say, like, and I would like a card. I mean, how would you, I mean, I don't know. I just don't think there's a manual that guys get about, like, the seven things you need to have on Valentine's Day, and one of them has to be a card. Because someone else might not care about the card. They might love that. You know, they knew that you like jazz and they picked this thing and they got you a great seat and they made a reservation and they picked you up in the rain and the snow and, you know, all of that. So I just think I said to her, like, next time you got to tell him what would make you happy because I think he tried to make you happy. Yeah, well, the, oh, go, ahead, go I, ahead. I'm just going to say that a card is very important to you. Honey. I have said that to you before. And you let me know that early on. And so I will rarely forget to get you a card. No, you on, were great this year and birthday. You know, my husband too. I'm like, so here's how I want it to go down. I want a card and I want it to not just say like XOXO. Yeah, it was, uh, (laughs) it made the, it made the, the hand uh, uh, wrapped, uh, shitty wrapping uh, job adorable with the card. No, it's, you were cute. It was cute. It was fine. But yes, a card for me is important. That's one of my, uh, you know, I don't want to say non-negotiables, but it's not that important. But it is, it is. Like your love language. Like you like to hear it and you and. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. So I told my husband how, like how to make me happy on Valentine's Day. I would say most women would appreciate a card. Most would. And although you are correct, there is no manual at and, all. And there also, we are not mind readers, too. No, but exactly. But for your birthday, I did look for a card and ended up finding nothing that I liked. Then I just had a light bulb moment where I, I'm going to go home and make a card for you. Yes. And that's, that's what adorable. I did. It was, it was great. You, you, you know. So. High five, baby. All right, love you. My birthday and Valentine's Day are only a few days apart, so it's sort of <laughs> like you can't you can't shoot his load. <laughs> yeah, he can't blow his load too fast because then he's got um, oh, Valentine's sure I can. Day. Watch me um, to to follow up on. So, but um, I think you are correct. I think that people are humans, but I just know that there's a lot of. Uh, Questions, questions, and and you and I and, and Robbie, this is what we do. We, yeah. We're sort of, we're answer people. So you want to ask a few of the questions? I'm, ask, be, I'd ask be happy Marnie. to. Ask Marnie some of those. All right, Marnie. So, uh, well, as, so is this what men think women think? Is this what this These is about? These are the secrets that <laughs> women will never tell you. Okay. Let's, These are the let's secrets that that women will never tell their man or tell a man. All right. So just go ahead and pick one. Do you really love cuddling? 
That's so funny. I mean, I don't, I think that like, again, I just wrote my husband a card yesterday and I was like, I love that you cuddle, you spoon me and hold my hand, even though it's uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Right. He's like spooning. It's like this whole thing. Like it's so uncomfortable for the outer spoon. Um, I like cuddling. Sometimes my husband does. Sometimes he doesn't. I think most women, if like touch is their love language, then they do want some cuddling. Okay, and it's okay I, to ask. It's it's great. It's okay it, to ask, you know, right? We, we, you can't help but harken back to when Harry met Sally, you know, where he's got the stopwatch out of, you know, how long do you cuddle for before it's okay to move? And, you know, it's kind of that, that kind of a moment. But uh, I enjoy it. Well, I don't, for I don't for me, it's the, the first night sweat I get. And then you're you're out of here. You're off. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> ah, right, exactly. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Being introduced to your boyfriend's family is that the greatest vote of confidence you could get? It depends on what the guy thinks about his family, doesn't it? But mm. I think that um, it's a it's a step forward, right? It's like not it's a vote of confidence of this relationship is moving forward. So I think things like that where you where a man brings you into his life, you know, there's that whole Seinfeld thing where like they keep the world separate, the worlds cannot collide. Mm. I think that when a man starts to let his world collide with yours, that means he wants to continue and wants something special. I think that's important. I think that a man is not going to bring you to meet his family until he's comfortable enough yes. with you that he, I, I, yeah. he it's important for his family to meet you and, and I can I can personally speak to this because I was that person I was that woman and most of the guys I dated did have families and kids and I will tell you it wasn't something you could ever ask them to do you can't say oh can you introduce me to your kids now it was just something that neither was going to happen or in my case not happen I mean I did I met some of them but I, I would say that that's a big, that's big. And it's something that I don't think guys know how important that is. It makes you feel good. Yeah. Okay. When a woman meets a guy, do you immediately Google him and search all over social media to find out more about the person? I love that question. I tell my clients to not do that, which is maybe crazy in today's uh, environment. But I feel, and this is really important, what you do is not who you are and it creates either pseudo intimacy we make up stories about that person whether they're stories in in favor or stories against and so i'm old school i say don't go on the date see what you find and then you can go from there i think that's wise every woman i know does that googles yes, gonna- searches stocks looks due diligence I don't know what you want to call it every woman I know does that and you're right Marnie there it's a double-edged sword uh, yeah I, I mean yeah. I do it I've done it who doesn't anymore that's you know the unfortunate thing about technology now I have more of a problem with it when uh, with women who are fixed up on blind days or or even worse even men we both Robbie and I have a great guy he's single we won't reveal names, but handsome, uh, no, never been married, no kids. Oh, gosh, she's probably going to know who this is now. Okay. It could be any number okay, of Okay, this guy is super eligible, attractive, and available, and I presented him to a friend of mine who, by all accounts, should be, and he's, so, and he's really good looking, and she went online, and of course, I'm sorry, no, he's too old for me, or this is wrong, or that's wrong. And and we've done that with our guy friends, where we've 
try to fix them up. And I've gotten now into the practice of not even giving a woman's last name so that it will eliminate the, the ability to go and Google her or look at find her on social media and then say to me, mm, no, thanks, because she's, you know, not whatever enough fill in the well i think yeah the the brain you know has a tendency to look for the you know the negative bias right the confirmation bias right so if you have some beliefs that like there's no good women or there's no good men or blah 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 you know then your brain is going to start searching for it and and so i think you know there is an opportunity to say like i'm going to be the the unicorn who doesn't do it my clients don't do it so you do have a choice and there's also I was on Dr. Phil the other day and they were trying to get this guy some coaching who's 47, never been married, super good looking guy. He got involved in um, a thing in Florida and there were some headlines and it, it was totally, he was a victim of circumstance. He was never charged. Nothing happened. And uh, the audience was getting all up, you know, up in, a, up in a mess about it until they actually met him and he came out and he started talking and he's like a great guy. And, and they admitted like if I would have just Googled him, I never would have even given this guy a chance and he was actually like a decent guy. So I would say, listeners, be the one who doesn't. Yes, I would advise that as well. Hard to do. By the way, personal story here. I met a guy uh, in the early 2000s, and I Googled, and he didn't wasn't exactly forthcoming with his, uh, his legal past, which I wouldn't expect someone to do on the first date-ish, or even first and a half, maybe first and a half date. Um, but I Googled him, and lo and behold, he had, he was involved in some kind of uh, I want I, I want to say embezzlement or something on a very low level, and I really and I liked him, and I he's you know we talked it out. He didn't tell me. I said to him, "Hey, I found this," um, and we kind of talked it out, and it, we actually got over it because, like the guy on Doctor Phil, he was he actually turned out to be a nice guy and sort of a, a victim of circumstance. That's a good one. I don't have that. Soundbite. We don't have a soundbite for Jailbird. Yeah. Or, I'm a victim of circumstance. <laughs> uh, okay. We don't have like prison bars clanking. Uh, no, we got. Okay, no, that's you. <laughs> that's you having sex with me. Okay, that's kind of true. All right. On that note, we okay. have to take a break. This is uh, very entertaining. We're finding out lots of stuff, lots of good stuff here. So uh, we are going to take a break, and we'll be right back with more Marnie Batista. And now back to Done Being Single with Married Couple and Dating Ass Kickers, Trevor and Robbie Scharf. We are back. Okay, you guys are making fun of... Shut up! <laughs> uh, you know, once again, making fun of your co-host is probably not a great... Oh, sometimes he... Now that's right up there with it's not about me. Would you date a guy who had to sleep with one of those machines? Oh, a CPAP If you knew machine? that, yeah, if you knew that up front. Oh, boy. You know, that's that. probably not a really good <laughs> aphrodisiac <laughs> for a woman to see that a nice big CPAP machine next to a bed <laughs> when she comes in. Uh, I can't tell you how many times people are like, they're dating someone, he's on, they have a sleepover, and he's like, bring, you know, ta-da. So anyway, I just thought we were talking about things well, that I think you... it's, but I think that's actually a subject that we should not shy away from because this is something that as we age, <laughs> uh, <laughs> snoring is an issue. I have, I am a snorer. I know that. 
I'm not a snorer, but I am a snorer. Right. So, you know, and so I am dealing with that. I wear a mouth guard at night. Yeah, me too. That's See? that. That's okay. we all are yeah, like. We know too. we're not having sex if the mouth guard has been put in. <laughs> well, we know some of us are not having you oral sex. See, you should <laughs> You should see how Robbie and I go to bed with earplugs in and yeah. mouth guards. Yeah, we I look got, like. Um, I got Trevin to we, wearing. I don't earplugs. know. We look like Tommy. Remember? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so romantic. It's so oh, sexy. It's, it's really lovely. Yes. But uh, that's what you do. Yeah. It, listen, when you love, when you love someone, you're willing. You will get past anything. Yes, you and will. And I mean anything. Wow. Okay. Treva slept on the couch the other night because my snoring was so bad and she didn't want to disturb me. I didn't have so the heart nice to. I didn't have the no, heart to do so it. No, that's so sweet. I mean, look, this is the, so the talk about things that, you know, will women deal with. Like I have a client who's got that situation, right? Her her boyfriend uh, is having has trouble sleeping. And so sometimes he falls asleep on the couch. And so she lets him be because he has a hard time sleeping. And then she's like sad because, you know, she sleeps alone. And she's like, should I break up with him? And I like want to smack her across the face. Sorry if you're listening, you know who you are. But it's like, this is what happens when grownups cohabit and you have mouth guards and you can't sleep and you snore and it's, and so I just that kills me when when women and men are looking to rule people out you know and it's just like that is what it's like to be in a real long-term relationship so it is. I'll and shut up now no no I think that's it's really important to discuss and I think it's something that if you weren't aware of that when you met that person and then you become become a couple and then you are sleeping with that person more and more and you now have to realize oh my god the CPAP machine just came out of the closet. He was hiding it from me. Would that affect you? And hopefully not. Hopefully you love the person, not the right. snoring. So, you know. Yep. So back to our list. Yeah. Yes. Of interesting questions. They're, uh, not, they're not questions. They're, they're, they're real. They're things that, that okay. women don't tell men. All right. So, uh, Marnie and Treva, after a guy hangs up the phone, do you secretly hope for him to call you back? I mean, if you secretly hope, if you like him, I don't, I don't know if you secretly hope, you probably just hope. I I, think, yes. Okay, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, I, I don't think I understand the question. I I feel like secretly hope is like what 14 year olds do. Well, when you're dating, when, when you're dating and things are new and unknown and scary, I think it just comes from women's need to be, to have assurances. Would you say that's correct? Here's the thing. There's like the healthy way to date and then there's the cray cray way. And so I think that if you are secretly hoping he calls you back, you're looking at your phone all the time and you feel like if he doesn't call you back, you've been rejected and you make up a bunch of stories about it. That's probably why he's not going to call you back. Right. Like and then there's another way where you're like, that was a good conversation or that has potential. And I'm cautiously optimistic. Let's see what happens. And I think that example A is something of insecurity in yes. and, and, and yes and i think that that is something that you have to it's it's your issue at that point it's all your issue okay and b because <laughs> something funny is it, let's say you had a great conversation and you hang up and you say good night and you hang up and everything's good and, and he calls you back and says i just want you to know how much i enjoyed that conversation that is a huge point score i think for the relationship yeah i would say yes Women really do need more reassurance than I think they let on. And it could be a little bit, you know, of an insecurity thing. There may be pathology there a little bit. Um, but 
just knowing some of my women, my friends, and some of my clients, uh, they practically sleep with their phones. They look at their phones all day long, and it's uh, sometimes in that. I know there's a there's something about texting there on there that a text or lack of text can seriously make or break someone's day. Yes, so I think there's some. It says uh, one text message has the power to manipulate your mood from shitty to awesome and back to shitty within a couple of minutes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, this is another one of the symptoms of I think you have a bigger problem. I absolutely agree. So, I mean, so do people do this? I mean, I'm not, yeah. So do people do that? Yes. Okay. Does it make your life, like, amazing? No. So I think that the most important thing to know is that, like, if that's happening, then there's something going on for you, right? Like, because um, the goal, in my opinion, is to, like, it's, of course, it feels great when someone you like reaches out to you. And of course you might be disappointed, sad or mad when they don't. And also to have a perspective about it. Which leads me to this one here, which says you love it when a guy texts you for no reason other than to say he's thinking of you. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I think that's great. The right guy. The right guy. The yeah. R- the wrong guy. Mm, not well, so happy. Yeah. And then I would say if the wrong guy is telling you that, then why does he think that you want to hear that? And is, do you need to be more upfront? Okay, so so I think we're all on the same page here that these things that, okay, back to what I just said about needing reassurances, which is not healthy. You shouldn't because ultimately you cannot find happiness outside yourself or security or approval or, you know, sometimes this is what love is all about. Um, it's a risk. It's, yeah. uh, you know, it's a leap of faith. And sometimes you don't get your questions answered. And sometimes, you know, you need to, as a woman or as a man, check yourself that you are not being needy, that you are not being clingy, that you are not being so insecure that uh, your whole life hinges on it, on getting a text or hearing. But you know what? I'm going to say this. I've been, I was that. I was that person. I remember, Me too. <laughs> I remember I was in a particularly insecure relationship at a time that I was very vulnerable in my early 40s. I was dating a guy that could not have made me. He pushed every insecure button in my body. This guy triggered not on purpose. He just had, he was just very, had his hands full with, he was a newly divorced guy. He had two small children. Uh, he was getting adjusted to single fatherhood and he really should not have been dating, but you know, leave it to me to find the one that was super fucked up. <laughs> I and, think we dated the same guy. <laughs> um, possible. And uh, <gasps> I referenced this guy a lot and I hope he never listens to the show, but you know what, you know, in, in retrospect, I say this all the time. There, there are people that said to me, you know, one day you're going to thank him. And I said, no way. I will never. But you know what? I do. And uh, I'm his friend. And uh, he taught me a lot. He didn't mean to te- teach me a lot, but I learned a lot from it. But I remember driving away from his place in the morning to start my day. And I just was so insecure. I, I've, I just wanted him to call me, just call me in the car, just call me and tell me that you had a great time or that you miss me already or that you love me or something. And I just always remember driving that drive feeling incredible emptiness. Yeah, that sucks. Crickets. <laughs> Do we have crickets? I was like, yeah. Uh, we, Don't you we, have a sound effect for that? That sucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so, so it's not like I, I can't relate. 
You know, I do everything. All of these I do because yeah. who doesn't? All right. Except Robbie exactly. Sharp here, who's like Mr. You know, Rico Suave. Never had a disappointment. Never had a heartbreak. Baby, you're the greatest. Okay. <laughs> so uh, let's get back to our list here. You like it when guys ask permission to kiss you, but you also love it when a guy goes in for a kiss in a confident way. I love that. I think. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Yes. I think there is men, men, if you're listening, permission is super sexy. Uh, It is so gentlemanly and so chivalrous and I love it. But you know what? Women kind of like to be, this is going to sound terrible manhandled is that the wrong word not manhandled Uh, um they like a strong alpha guy to take control would you agree marnie i mean i think it it depends right it depends on the person right if they have some kind of trauma or something in their background actually being asked might make them feel safe and if somebody is like an executive power you know and she just makes decisions all day long like she might love that a guy just you know goes in confidently and kisses her uh, that is true, and I think in in this Me Too generation, uh, you've got to be very wary of doing that as a man. And I think it's a, it's just respectful. Now, you may if you ask the question, you have to uh, abide by the answer. Yeah, absolutely, may, absolutely. You, you may get a no. You may get a no. I had a client the other the other day who told me that you know she she said to this guy like you know I. I'm a person who goes a little bit slower. And he said, I'm super disappointed. And she said, I I know you are, you know, and that's the way it is, you know? And I was like, awesome. So he can decide whether he's really looking for a relationship or he wants right. to just have sex. And so, yeah. So she, she said like my caretaking thing just totally like got activated because I knew he felt bad and maybe he was rejected. And she was like, but I just stay calm because I don't want to have that feeling that Trevor was talking about where you leave and you're like, Ugh. like she just knew she didn't want to have that feeling. Yeah, not every woman is super uh, strong and confident, particularly in dating. It can make it can reduce you down to feeling like a wimpy, just a you know, those. I remember those moments because I happen to be one of these people that has to be in control and know every little thing, and I have to know. And that's the thing about love. There's a lot of it you don't know and you won't know and you can't know. You just have to sort of go with it and read it. And But I want to know, Marnie, because you and I both deal with, you know, insecurity. How do you advise your clients? How do you build their, their infrastructure? How do, you, mm. how, do you, how do you get them, you know, sturdy? Well, I think the first thing to really understand is that it's a process, right? Like, so you can read a book and you can watch a video and you can like get more information. But to to me, what I really think is that you have to start to go in and actually heal the pieces from the the, the parts of you where those neural pathways were created, you know, and that doesn't have to take six years of therapy, you know, or things like that. But I think it just is like laser surgery, right? Like you need to just go in and actually address it. And I think for most of us, um, 
you know, we spend a lot of time having awareness. We understand it. We know where it came from and, and all of that. And then we just kind of keep doing those same things over and over again. We beat ourselves up and what's wrong with me. And it's just like this cycle, right? So I think number one is just like admit that you're human, have some self-compassion uh, and then get the support that you need to just go in and actually address those things or heal them rather than just know that that's where they came from. I think that's really the key to building the the foundation and and do all that while you take a little, we call it a dating fast, a little short hiatus from dating because otherwise it's like, um, you know, that game Jenga, right? Like every date you go on while you're doing that is like making that, that foundation like less and less sturdy. And so you just want to like build the foundation, do it, get it really strong and then go back out, go back out and date. Smart, smart advice. There you go. All right. We are going to take another break right now and come back more with Marnie. So we'll be right back. And now back to Done Being Single with Trevor and Robbie. Okay, we are back. Okay, now go ahead. No. You want to? I, I, you know, there's a couple more questions. Actually, I'm so I used to really be. I'm so used to you guys making fun of me. I'm, well, I'm, just, I'm waiting. I'm bent over. <laughs> Stay there for a second. I'm I, assuming I, the position. It's a nice, uh, a nice okay. position. Okay, very good. So, Marnie, what's your feelings about valet parking? And the man, <laughs> the man picking up the cost of your car. Women like that. That's so awesome. Well, first of all, you know, when I'm first I'm from Iowa, I told you we moved to L.A. And one of the first friends I met here said, I live in L.A., therefore I valet. <laughs> so, right. so I think it depends on if you're like in Iowa or you're in L.A. I think it's super awesome and chivalrous if a guy covers your valet or orders you an Uber from his phone. I can't tell you how many of my friends and clients have said to me, like, that was a that was a deal killer. And then we went out to we, we left and we went to the, you know, to get our cars and he didn't pay for my parking. I cannot tell you what a bad taste that leaves in, in women's mouths. That's Don't my, even go there. Yeah. Don't even <laughs> shut oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Right. Yeah. Well, OK. OK. So uh, I, I have to agree. I think that even if the date goes south, you know, be gallant enough to pay for the woman's parking so that she can't think bad about you after that date, regardless of how bad the date was, that, ah, that cheap son of a bitch, or whatever it is. It's just, if you are the one making this date happen, it's part of the date. I agree. And what's really interesting, I think, is that I have heard women say, um, oh, my God, I didn't want him to pay for my parking because I don't want him to think I want to go out with him again. Right. I guess so, there's yeah, part of like... that. I guess that's included. But I think that and, and if a woman says, no, no, I've got it. It's OK. I'm going to back away. I'm not going to fight to pay for the parking too much. But I think. Offer, well, it sends a signal. gesture. But I think it's also a gesture of independence on the woman's part, which I respect and appreciate. Yes. And I, and I think that for a woman to actually say, no, I've got it. And a man can then push back and say, no, no, please allow me. And at that point, I think the man is willing to pay for it. And the woman should back off and allow the man to pay for it. That I point. agree. I agree. I agree. When I first met my husband, so we lived in L.A. And one of our first dates, maybe our first date was at the beach. And uh, we were going to meet there. And I was driving around. And you guys know how it is in the summer to find beach parking. And I was kind of being really super frugal at the time. And I was like driving around. I was going to be late. And he called me. He's like, is everything OK? And I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to find parking, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, oh, well, I'll just walk to the parking gate. And I'll just give the guy some money. Come 
come on in. And what, and I was like, duh. You know, but I just remember, like, when he said that, I was, like, frantically looking through the little thing in my car to, like, muster up some, like, cash, you know, because I didn't have enough change. And my brain at that time was just so used to, like, doing things on my own and not asking for help and being independent. And I just loved that he said, oh, my God, just... Just let me take care of it. And then I had to force myself to be like, yes, and you will receive. (laughs) Just say thank you and do it. But I think, you know, like you were talking about, we just get so used to just, no, I got it. That when a man asks, it's an opportunity to say, you know what? Yes, thank you. And you don't owe him anything. No, No, you you say yes. You don't. No. And I think it is incumbent upon the woman to be gracious. At the yeah. very least, just be gracious and understand that this is this is work on everybody's part. You know, it's um, it go it's a two way street, and there should be. And I want to address expectations because that's a big part of this conversation, in what women and men expect of each other, and and you know these these little uh, these little sort of secrets or tips or whatever I would these are. I mean, they are from the sublime to the ridiculous, and some of them are are bigger than others. And I think that even going beyond that, okay, so get, let's go back to the, the insecurity thing. When you're dealing with insecure clients, men or women, how do you get them to mm, be honest? Let's just say that. Say they do have some insecurities. How do they communicate what they feel, what they're thinking, what they need without coming off clingy, insecure, weak, or wimpy? Mm, I, I think that's really awesome. Well, number one is to do, it's so basic, but it's like the sandwich, right? You know, so it's like, I really like appreciate that you asked me out, that you picked the place, that, you know, you listened, whatever, you know, find something nice to say and then state, you know, your preference. My preference is that for the next date, we keep it outside your apartment. Right. That's another example of a real life thing that happened. Right. This they had a great first date. The second date, the guy's like, come to my house. I want to cook for you. And she was like, I'm not ready. So she wanted to be gracious. Right. But also state her preference. So she did. Like, I love the date. I love that you're saving this amazing wine for me. Let's leave that for something to look forward to. And um, I'm excited what wine you pick when we meet at this restaurant. And the guy was like, get it. Totally get it. And he was encouraged because she said in the future, right? So she kind of gave the possibility because I think that men are super willing to be patient and respectful. And they also want to know that like you're still you're thinking about sleeping with them at some point if it goes well. Right. Like, you know, they want to know that that they're, you know, walking down the right path. It's that encouragement thing. So it's. It's just saying it in a gentle way. I think the encouragement thing is very important because uh, it has to do with the chase and, you know, guys like that, women like that. And I think that you want to feel like, hmm, there's something fun going on here. So further to that, what's up with the three date rule when it comes to you, but you do it to guys? Does that that come out from Yes, I understand what you're saying. So Okay, so the three-date rule, not three-date, is that the three-day three, rule? The three-date. Oopsie. Three-date rule. Okay, what I meant was the... Th- <laughs> Trevor's oh, got whatever. a three-day rule. The three, about not calling <laughs> that... Not, one date over three days. Okay, and this, is, right. this might be like totally dated, no pun intended, but to wait three days before you call someone, is that even still a thing? Uh, I don't know if it's a thing, but in, in my world, it's like you want to respond 
<laughs> and if you're busy because uh, you're at work or whatever and someone will have the um, understanding that it's not a lack of interest or too much interest if you respond when you're able. What I don't encourage women to do is to play a game, right? And, oh, he texted me. I'm going to make him wait. That's just bullshit. That's Agreed. manipulative. If, if you have five minutes, you know, everyone, freaking everyone has 12 seconds to text somebody. Oh, my God. I, I'm so happy you called. I'm at work till nine tonight. Let's talk then. I agree. I think women play games. I have to be honest with you. I read this. I think question. all people play games. I actually thought this was about sex. The three date rule. I, I meant day. You know, she, like, the, like you're supposed yeah. to wait three days oh, before three you days call before you, or before you return you, the call. After you go out with them the first time. I don't, I that don't is, know. That is Neanderthal. That is horrible. I think that grown up, like emotionally mature, like, you know, men and women who are looking for a certain thing. I just don't think you do anything to get somebody to do something. I just think that that's not what someone who's looking for a real intimate relationship, emotional, physical is going to put up with. Yeah. And I don't know who came up with that. I think that between. I think you're correct. It is from Swingers. One of my favorite movies. I think uh, men like to pursue. Women like to be chased. I do agree with that. Is that mm-hmm. Neanderthal? Yeah. Is that that's not? But that, that doesn't mean you have to wait three days before you can contact the person to let them know that hey, I had a good time. Oh, who are you again? <laughs> you know, you could have called me that next night or something and said hi. Well, especially since you know there is the buffet mentality, right? Like if you wait three days, somebody else like right. you know emails you and asks you out for tomorrow. You know, and and the other thing is is like. People, women are like doing a lot of things and men are doing a lot of things. And so you do need to kind of make plans ahead. So if somebody's waiting three days, I mean, you know, you already made plans. You'll see them like twice a month. It's time to wrap up our show. No way. Yes, it is. Unfortunately, we have. uh, Yes. Oh, my God. That was a time. But that was so fast. That was fast. Okay, I just want to I want to leave people with just a a thought here. Well, We have to let Marnie. No, no, no. I just wanted to because I just wanted to say one thing about this, that love is a dance. Okay, right. You either like again, it's a dance and there is there is timing involved and pacing and uh, there's going to be unknowns. You're not always going to be able to read the minds. You won't know what's coming. The key is to stay secure with yourself. You may not get the answers. You may not get the the immediate texts or the calls. Uh, To the women and to the men, I would say, just stay within yourself. Uh, Have dignity. Marnie, correct? Dignity is everything. Yeah. And And, and enroll with the punches and just kind of move with it and breathe and don't get so over eager or too nervous or needy okay that's my thought go go ahead marnie (laughs) take it home girl bring it home i think that is super super awesome I, i think that you know in that moment where all that anxiety comes up you know and you're like oh i wish she would just you know to just like it's like wine just like open it up let it breathe you know, just yes. see what happens. Let it be. Um, and usually if you're willing to just let it be, then something will happen. You know, remember that that moment of like, eh, it's just a moment in time. And if you can breathe, find a healthy distraction, you know, do something that makes you happy. Uh, do silly things like, you know, 20 things I'm grateful for. The moment passes and then you can make a different decision from a different place. That's not that like, eh, place. So that's sort of my my tip Relative to what we've been talking about today. Anytime, anytime you can use wine as an analogy for anything. Right? Lunch. What was that again? 
But it, well, I am. Okay. So, uh, Marnie, where can people find you? They can uh, find us on iTunes and all of those places and, and tune into our podcast, The Dating Den. And if they want to find out the five shifts you need to make to attract a quality guy, you can go to datingwithdignity.com uh, forward slash training. Nice. Great. Marnie. Wonderful. There you go. Marnie, great guest. Super great. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, guys. You're it was fun being in your three-way. How many people say that? Like, just everybody. <laughs> oh, know, you know so what? Bad. Here's another thing. Always it leave it. Be, always be. leave them wanting more, I guess, right? And Marnie, we want you, baby. We want you <laughs> yeah. back. All right. Thanks, Marnie. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. Thank Have you. Have a good day. All, All right. right. We too. are done being single. Hopefully, you guys are, too. Thanks so much. See you next week. I'm Shadow Stevens with my friends, Trevor and Robbie. See you next week on Done Being Single.